Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson, live from Washington, D.C., at the open house of the Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, the Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has attracted lawmakers, dignitaries, faith leaders of all kinds to its doors to find out what's inside this famous landmark here in our nation's capital. Had the opportunity to sit down today with uh, Elder Michael John Ute, uh, who is a general authority, 70, of the Church of Jesus Christ and uh, is from the Philippines. Uh, sat down with he and his wife, Grace Tay, uh, to get some of their observations, some of their insights from a most extraordinary week here in our nation's capital. Uh, I asked Elder Tay uh, first what uh, some of his observations have been as he's had the opportunity to lead groups uh, of dignitaries of all kinds from all over the world on a tour of the Washington, D.C. Temple. Of course, when we announced that it's open to the public, the excitement, you know, from people from all walks of life, we have our neighbors come, and they're just excited to see and understand. And that has been the experience. Uh, It was just pure, you know, they were all very uh, sincere in their questions and and just wanting to help. And and then the general uh, feeling afterwards is just of gratitude, finally understanding not just what goes on in the temple, but understanding a little bit about our faith. You know, we've had fathers, mothers, grandmothers, and ambassadors, you know, all kinds of people from different walks of life. Um, It's interesting to me that in the eyes of God, we are all the same. We are equals, and when they come in here, our guests, they, they practically ask the same questions uh, that we normally ask, you know, others or ourselves, you know, where we came from, why we are here, and where we are going after this earth life. And so we are all searching for for truth, we're all searching for feeling uh, God's love for us, and so no matter what station in life we are in right now, uh, we're all the same. We're we're all searching for truth. Yeah, I love that. And it's been a real international uh, flair to, to all of this. And it really is kind of a United Nations gathering for so many of these ambassadors. And what has your experience been with some of those from around the world? Well, it's been, like you said, it's really international. And I don't know if we'll ever have anything like this anywhere in the world just because of what D.C. represents to the world, you know. Well, just to give you one, you know, he's, he's one of the ambassadors, and he's a little older, and 
you know, he came in and uh, we ushered him to the elevator because we have to go up by the stairs. And as we got into one of the rooms, which we call the celestial room, and visited there, well, no, not visited, but had them just sit and, and feel. After that, he just came and said, wow, that was such a room. I just felt something. And then I don't ache anymore. And then he went up the stairs with us to the next room. <laughs> And then exiting the temple, he was again just talking about, he said, it's so peaceful. It's as if time does not exist in that room. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the, that, that reference to peace. And again, you know, this are, we have groups that are varied. They're ambassadors and all of that. But when we're there talking... It's like we're we're equal and we're just children of God and and, and that's they're they're so uh, they're so they're just willing to listen and understand more and so yeah. it's it's been just fascinating and wonderful. Yeah, oh, that's great. One one of the ambassadors commented as he came out. Uh, I asked what his feeling was and, yeah. and he said, "I feel soft." Oh, and I thought this is a great description. You know, so many things are hard and harsh, uh, and uh, but just that that feeling. And uh, one of the senators uh, talked about the peace. Yes, but then he also talked about the place. He said, "I felt that I had a place uh, oh. to find God, to feel God." Uh, that was interesting, uh, Sister Taylor. As you've uh, seen some of these people go through, has anything surprised you from the questions or just the excitement? One lady. Usually the response, you know, when we ask them, you know, after visiting the celestial room and we, when we get to the ceiling room, we ask them, you know, how they're feeling. One lady said, you know, surprisingly for me, uh, she said she felt afraid. She felt peace and also she felt fear. And, you know, we ask some more questions and discovered that she was afraid of being alone because we were talking about families being linked together and and how Heavenly Father and and then I think it made her think of, you know, where she is right now, what she's doing and and made her to think about the future, about the next life. Yeah, and then follow up she said, you know, asking a question about families being bound together, she said but what if you're alone? Mm-hmm. And so she was really uh, visibly touched and, yeah. and kind of thinking about that for yeah. the future. So. Yeah. Well, you've had the opportunity to experience the, a lot of the worldwide international church uh, in, in your time. Uh, what does it mean to be able to bring all of those people to this place? It, it means the world. And I, I look forward to, you know, I think of this experience and other experiences and I look forward to the future experiences of, of getting people having this experience of coming into the temple and understanding and as more and more of our temples are built and dedicated you can just imagine that in, in a year's time we'll have several of this happening perhaps some simultaneously all over the world and and just one, focusing on one thing as, as people come out feeling the peace and the love mm-hmm. imagine you know what it does to you know, certain parts of the world and the effect that will be to humanity in general so yeah. just exciting I am so excited for it yeah that's great uh, and then final question we always talk about come and see and that's really been a theme of the Washington D.C. Temple Open yeah. Houses come and see 
Uh, but the other part is always the go and tell. So what do you hope people go and tell? I think one of the main purposes of having all this open house is for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to believe what they believe, but it is good to have uh, people understand what we believe and why we do the things that we do. Uh, just like last night, we had our, our family come over and they are of a different faith. And so we had uh, a deep discussion you know, over dinner about the things they believe and what we believe. And it's good that they would accept uh, our beliefs and, and it's helping them to understand all the things that we're doing and why we are doing it. And the same way we understand their faith and why are they, you know, that way, doing the things that they, they want to do. And so I think it's important for us to understand each other. We don't have to... We can still love each other even though we believe in different things. Um, and so understanding is an important step in in uh, allowing others to practice their religion freely and we can still love each other that way. We have so many that are from this area, you know, D.C. or locally, who've been on the Beltway or see that and just commented, now I know. And then we jump at that and just say, and when people ask, now you can actually tell them. And they say, yes, we can tell them what goes on inside the temple now. That's my conversation with Elder Michael John Ute of the General Authority 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and his wife, Sister Grace Tay. Uh, and one of the other things that Sister Tay mentioned uh, that I just loved was she talked about how many of the ambassadors and the dignitaries had commented on the artwork and just the diversity of the images that were portrayed, the different uh, ethnic backgrounds of uh, those that were depicted in paintings and pictures throughout the temple, uh, and that there really was this sense that uh, all are alike, uh, that oneness is not sameness, but that there's power and diversity. And uh, Sister Tay uh, pointed out that that was a a really stirring thing for many of those as they work their way through the Washington, D.C. temple. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news, but stay with us uh, when we come back. My conversation with U.S. Ambassador to Turkey, Jeff Flake. So many things you want to make sure you listen to coming up next on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.